So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning. Welcome to 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here. I'm still West Coast until we hit a full year in K-Town. Maisie with me, coming home from the park, getting the kids out to school. Crazy kids. God love my wife, Jen, Jennifer. She handles them in the morning with breakfast and lunches and all that gong show stuff. Um, I get to go run Maisie and make podcasts. And that's a trade-off we have, right? Life's about trade-offs. Relationships, trade-offs. We each have our rules. That's not what the podcast is about. Don't worry. <laughs> People are like, I'm getting out of this podcast. This is not what I thought. No, don't worry. Um, okay, so I'm going into these next couple podcasts are going to be about just answering questions I get. I get a lot of questions sent to me. Facebook message me, email to me, text to me. Um, please don't call me. As much as I'd love to hang out and talk to you, I just feel bad because I'm not going to call you back. So I'm just telling you, don't call me. If you need to reach out, send me a Facebook message. I'll get to it when I can. Okay. Um, okay, so here's question is, Ryan, what were three things you would have done differently knowing what you know now? What mistakes did you make early on in your career that you would change? Okay. Um, yeah, so in no specific order. One, would have tracked my database sooner, my clients. Every single interaction I had with every single person, I would have built the list earlier. It took me a good four years, I'd say, before that actually sank in. Um, it did. It was like, geez, that's crazy. So there's an agent I work with, Craig. He's on my team. Trained him up. He's, I'm very proud of what he's accomplished. Um, you know, his first calendar year, he did, I think, 59 deals, somewhere in there, 30, low 30 million volume, like crazy, first, first year, crazy. And he, like, diligently tracks his data. He took that to heart. He, he's hearing on every podcast he listens to. Um, and he took it to heart. So every interaction, he's, and he's got a system, and a lot of it's zapped in, which it's automated, but it's really cool. So anyone who comes into a, books a call with a calendar, calendar link goes right into his database. Anyone that he talks to on a day-to-day basis goes on a Google sheet, which then gets zapped into database. Um, anyone who watches one of his webinars zapped into his database. So he's not letting anything fall between the cracks. And I think I was talking the other day, I think he said he had around 1,200 people. And he's been full-time for, I don't know, what, 18 months maybe? Um, that's crazy. But he's like, he's out there talking to people. He's out there keeping track of everything. So that's number one. That is something I would absolutely do because if you have a list, you win. Our database is around maybe 4,000 right now. It's not that big, but it's not small either. It's kind of, I don't know, in the middle there. And we get a lot of business from our database. A lot of business. And so it, I missed out on a lot because I wasn't tracking that early on. So that's one I would do. And it's as easy as just having a spreadsheet. First name, last name, email. I don't need 
mortgage amount. I don't need maturity. Sure, have that if, if you're if you're going to do it. But if not, at the very minimum, first name, last name, email address, phone number if you can. Phone number's not even crucial. Just email address. Okay, those three. And then you can market. Right? You can win. You'll win that way. You can keep your database warm. You'll win over time. So that's number one. Um, number two, I would pick the phone up earlier than I did. Okay? I was calling people, but I wasn't. I was putting myself out there, but I wasn't. When I started my mortgage career, I only knew so many people because I was in Toronto. I was in downtown Toronto. And I'd moved, me and my, my wife, wasn't my wife at that time, but we had moved to downtown Toronto. And we didn't know anybody. Had no jobs, didn't know anyone. Started from scratch. Had no network built up. And then I started in the mortgage business and I was working at the keg. So the keg would pay the bills serving during the day and I'd do the mortgage, or sorry, at nighttime I'd do the mortgage business during the day. So my only circle was people from the keg. And these are servers who have no money. Or they have money, but they have no income to qualify for anything. Okay, so not the best network to start out trying to get people to buy homes. Now, when I look back, I've done quite a few deals with those people because I've stayed in touch down the road. But obviously, starting out, I didn't. I couldn't get any deals there. So my network was pretty small. And if I could go back and change things, I would pick the phone up and put myself out there more, take more risks with being uncomfortable, meeting realtors. I did that, but I didn't do it enough. Okay, so that would, you know, the people I see doing the best in this business, definitely from a, a like an early stage, are the ones who put themselves out there. If you want to stay hidden in your home office and crushing out mortgages or tweaking your fonts and your email signature and making a Facebook post through Canva and thinking that's putting yourself out there, I, I promise you it's not. You need to pick the phone up. If you pick the phone up, you win. The, I can tell you the months where we make our most money, it's because I'm on the phone the most. And it's not necessarily because I'm even reaching out to people because we're sort of past that point just because I'm talking to people. Our process is like me on the phone. If I'm on the phone, we're making money. And so early on in my career, I did not pick the phone up. I might have told myself I did, but I assure you, I did not go back there. Okay, there sorry. Editing, to me on my phone, right? Remember, there's no team here. So number two, I would have put myself out there more because I didn't. And the ones that do, like Craig, and Craig, if you're listening, yeah, I'm using your name. Um, he put himself out there big time and it worked out. Okay. I know there's other agents, that newer agents that I've been tracking and kind of helping. And the ones who put themselves out there, they're winning. And like pretty quickly, like their business, they're like, oh my God, my business is literally changing overnight because I'm putting myself out there with realtors and trying to get in front of them because they have access to deals. I'm not putting myself out there with my network, which you can, but your network's going to drive at some point, right? You go around to everyone, you know, hey, I'm a mortgage broker now. I'm a mortgage broker. Okay, that's great. It's great. It's great. Some people are like, yeah, we know you're brand new, don't want to use you, or yeah, okay, we'll try you out. And then, But the, the network only reaches so far. Eventually, you have to tap into other people's networks, which is realtors. They have instant offense, right? So starting out, like the referral-based business is the quickest way to grow your business. So number two, put myself out there more. Number three, um, I hemmed and hawed on this one, on what it would be. And I came down to, I would... N waste less time on the things that don't produce revenue 
And so I spent a lot of time because I didn't want to put myself out there. It was a, you know, this was a domino effect from that. Trying to learn all the lender guidelines. I, I remember spending like two days trying to understand Purchase Plus improvements. And I remember the New to Canada program. And I remember um, trying to understand, you know, an, some random lender product that was pretty unique. And then trying to, so I, I wanted to become a student of all this thinking if I knew everything, I know all the answers when I was talking to people because I thought that when I talked to realtors, they'd quiz me on stuff. I thought that when I talked to clients, they quiz me on stuff. And I was embarrassed if I didn't know the answer. Now, I think looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wasted so much time trying to understand all the guidelines and everything. And instead, this is a sales game. It is. Sales rules the world. Marketing, marketing, sales. If you're good at that and then you know where to go for the answers and you know where to get that expert advice, you'll eventually gain all this confidence with exposure to deals. But you can't get all that up front when you actually have no actual deals to work on. So you need to go fill the funnel. You need to go and get the leads, perfect your discovery call, which will save you a ton of time, perfect the discovery call, push them through your process. And then when you get hit with questions and scenarios, you need to know where to go. Is it a mentor? Is it a Facebook group? Is it Lender Spotlight? Is it the Lender BRMs? Is it other colleagues you've run into that are experts in that field? Like, build up your Rolodex of where to go get an answer pretty quick. But don't let, don't go think you need to be this underwriter, right? We're not underwriters. Underwriters don't make the money, right? The mortgage brokers do. So you need to go and figure that part out, right? You need to fill the funnel. So those are my three things of looking back, the mistakes I made that I would correct early and I would have got a lot quicker to where I wanted to be from a sales component or a revenue component, volume component. Um, so there you go. So I hope that helps. Um, five texts a day, kids. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.